Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You have to take it that with what you do, especially creating for it, Sometimes you're going to be ahead. You're going to be ahead, right? And you just have to understand. And also you have to understand that when you're ahead and you miss, you miss, you dust yourself off and you come again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Balancing Acts. In this conversation, I talk to the founder of Ferocious Talent, Kwame Kwatan. Hi, this is Steve Whiteley, comedian, actor, filmmaker and writer, all-round ADHD creative. And welcome to my new podcast, Balancing Acts, where I talk to an array of creatives ranging from comedians, actors, directors, all sorts. And we talk about how they find a sense of balance or not between their creative lives and their everyday lives and how that has an impact on their mental health and beyond. Balancing Acts is now made in association with The Comedy Crowd, who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a Comedy Crowd short, which is a a two-minute video, one of my characters, on their website. They showcase the best new videos on Comedy Crowd TV, which is comedycrowdtv.com, and across media platforms, so do go and check them out. So Kwame is the founder of Ferocious Talent, an artist management company. He has a long and distinguished career in the music industry. He was in the band The Influence in the 90s. Uh, They supported the likes of Prince and Michael Jackson on tour. Yes, you heard that right. As a producer, Kwame has um, produced tracks for the likes of Jay-Z and Mick Jagger. He uh, founded The Ultimate Seminar, which has featured the likes of Kanye West. And uh, we go into detail about that in in the podcast. He's given a TED talk on following your intuition. And again, that's something that we we cover. I guess this is a slight departure from other guests in terms of, yes, Kwame is very much a creative, which you you will get from the off of this episode. However, his, his music focus, although in terms of talent, he's worked with 
actors and, and presenters and all sorts. But in terms of, you know, a lot of the, the uh, aspects and issues that we've we've discussed in, in past podcast episodes with other creatives and talents, you know, that's very much on the forefront of, of this episode as well. Kwame, he's, he's been around and he's wise and he's such a, an uplifting guy. I, I first met Kwame he got me my first proper job in the in the entertainment industry. I, I may have mentioned the podcast before that I used to work in the music industry before I started uh, the whole comedy shtick. And I got a, a job at a, a company called ATC Management who managed uh, Radiohead and Faithless and loads of other amazing artists and bands. And Kwame was a partner there. And uh, through somebody else, I got recommended to, uh, to, 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 to meet with him and I had an interview about... Uh, sort of looking after this R&B band score and, and we talk about that whole that whole meeting and how sometimes you can work out a person just from their guilty pleasures but that's something that we cover along with loads of other things we kick things off talking about Kwame's harrowing experience of getting coronavirus and he describes what what that was like you know the whole struggle and and getting over it and how it's given him a new appreciation for life he talks about why he's been so lucky in terms of having an amazing family around him who helped him deal with i mean he's as i said before he's a very positive person but if he's gone through um you know uh, bouts of maybe anxiety or at times where he sort of doubted himself he's got that sort of um foundation around him which he said has massively helped he talks about why he went vegan and the benefits the positive benefits that he's noticed uh since including memory recall which is something i could definitely do with i mean i'm saying this i have kind of gone vegan but my memory is still shit he talks about the importance of uh, paying attention to your intuition carrying on from the, that ted talk and uh, it's definitely worth checking that out and um how self-belief has helped him throughout his career and why taking massive action beats waiting for perfection every time. And he cites uh, setting up the what's the Urban Seminar as an example. It started out as just as an idea he had and uh, he launched it within three weeks of coming up with this idea. They had 500 people turn up and then fast forward to them eventually hosting it at the Royal Festival Hall with over 15,000 people attending. So. Kwame talks about that and there's there's loads loads here uh, as I said he like Kwame's just such a he's got such such a positive energy about him and um, he's he's just he's been through so much within within the creative industry he's got a lot of wisdom to depart so without further ado I say that at this point every time don't I without further ado should I mix it up no, let's keep it as part of the branding isn't it Oh, sorry. One other thing that I forgot to mention. I've now got this widget thingy, which is called ratethispodcast.com. So if you if you want to leave, if you want to rate and review the podcast and in the past you thought, oh, just going on to the Apple and searching for the show, it's just it's too much hassle. Now it's a lot easier. So if you just type in ratethispodcast.com forward slash balance, you can rate and review the podcast directly there. So without further ado over to Kwame. Perfect. Let's kick things off with Corona. What yeah. happened? You just collapsed, didn't you, at home? What happened was that I didn't realise I already had it. So I had had it for about maybe seven days, eight days. 
Okay, and I didn't realize. I thought, oh, this is like flu, but like the flu on steroids because as time went on, I, my breathing was getting worse and worse and worse. And I didn't realize, you know what I'm saying? And it was only, it took my daughter because it's, it's a creeper, right? And it's very sneaky because it, you get reach a point and it's almost as though it's like, no, 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 you're okay. So you start to feel a little bit better and you're like, yeah. So that convinces you in a way that it's, it's not the corona thing. But then what happens is, is it, just, it just goes up a level, you know? It's like it comes off the clip and then it just goes up again. And where you end up is in a higher place than you were, where you were. So worse, basically. Suddenly you're like, <sighs> and then it gets shorter and shorter. And what I didn't realize was, you see, is my daughter was the one who noticed it. And it's good that she's stubborn because I was sitting there going, I don't need to go to hospital. I don't need to go. I don't need to go. She knows it's fine. I don't want, don't want to bother the services. I don't want to, don't want to, don't want to, like that. And um, I walk outside to go to the loo, right? Um, and the next thing I remember, I'm looking up at the ceiling. Like I collapsed in the hallway. And, I'm, and she had said, she said, Dad, your breathing's not right. She said, you should be able to breathe. And I was like, I don't want to breathe too much because if I breathe too much, and the thing that you don't realize is your brain's not getting enough, it's not getting enough oxygen, right? So you're, you're talking gibberish. You're not really right. making sense. So you're just like, you know, I don't want to, but, you know, and what I want to, and I'm just going to, and your sentences, it's all woo, like that. So um, we got to Uber and um, went to the hospital, you know. And how long were you there for? How many days were you in hospital for? Was it eight days? No, 10. I was in 10 days. Yeah, I was in the hospital for 10 days. So we get to the hospital, A&E wards, A&E, they say we're going to get you a, um, uh, a bed, you know, the, they took one look. and Because the thing, by the time I got to the hospital now, of course, here's me going, I don't need to go to the hospital. Dude, I could hardly walk. Like, my, I, was, I was in order for me to get from the cab into the hospital, which was maybe 30 steps, I needed my wife to lean on to go in. I like some kind of, you know, I don't even know what, how to put it, but... So I'm literally, I'm hobbling in like this. You're in A&E, which is, is one of my nightmares. And I was there for 12 hours. I didn't realize that I was there for 12 hours because I was floating in and out of some kind of weird consciousness. And they were doing tests on me and whatever, which of course I can't remember now. I was just like, you know, did the tests. Um, and they, they, you know, by the time we'd left there, they said, you know, you've got corona, you've got COVID-19. I hadn't, I, I don't even think I heard it. You know, my wife told me when, when I got back home, she said, they, you know, they put me in my own room, locked up, whatever else. And they just said, yeah, you've got pneumonia as well. You know, to think that one minute you're, you're up and you're walking and the next minute you're essentially on some kind of machine. So having come out of it the other side, you I mean, you've always been someone that's, you know, you're a very passionate guy. You've got a yeah. zest for life. Has it given yeah. you a new sort of approach to life or has it changed your aspect in any shape or form? You know, come on, Steve, you know me. I, yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you like that before anyway. So how did it change like you at that, all? Mate, I, I was like that before anyway. And then yeah. when people say, now, 
It's like, I say to people, it's like, if you thought I was a hippie before, I'm even more of one now. I'm sitting here with my tie-dye shirt on. <laughs> the whole thing. Hey, Ashbury, right? That's me, baby. I'm like, listen, even more so. Right now, I look out. I see the clouds. I look at it for a lot longer. I see the sky. I even more appreciate it. I've just seen a bird fly out there, pigeon. I even, so so you're, you're, in the, you're in the now. You're in the present. I'm like, come on. You crazy? I got, I, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm blessed, mate. But I've got two kids, you know. Sure, they've grown up a bit now, but, you know, they're still my kids, you know. And then I've got my missus, been together for, what, 30 years? 31 this year, you know. So, yeah, I'm, 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 come on. And I'm here. I'm on the planet. I'm here. You know, yeah. I, I get to see, you know. And I, do, you, do, you, do, you ever get, do you ever get negative? Like, yes. do, you ever, do you ever have, like, negative thoughts? Because you're always so positive and upbeat. I, I am. But, you know, occasionally you'll get one and eat. I can, I can worry from times to times. Do you? Yeah. I sit there and worry. I'll be like, oh, yeah, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? But I'm lucky in that I get some of the people around me. As I said, my missus, my missus is Miss Dagler. You know, so she's the saint. You know what I mean? She's going to heaven on on a on a proper bus. Or <laughs> <laughs> she got her pass already. You know, so she's like really like woo. You know, and then the kids, kids are when the kids are what I mean, Tali. You know, she's she, as I say, she she feisty. She Tali, Tali will let you know, man. If you <laughs> if you say, you know, she's she's definitely grown into a, a fiery political. Um, LGBTQ rights, you know, fine young woman. Yeah, well, I guess that that's the beauty of having kids, isn't it? Because they they can end up informing you. Oh, with not, I learn. Not I that learn, I'm a father or anything, but I can imagine. Well, yeah, I learn. I learn a lot from her, and then I learn a lot yeah. from, the, from the son as well. I mean, I don't, I don't think that the influence. I don't think we would have had our reunion gig if I hadn't have seen watched the way my son practices. When I watched him practice, I was like, you know what? Come on, Kwam. Dust off the keyboards. Come on. Yeah. Do thing. You know, so that was him and, you know, and Tali as well. That just, I, and also I wanted to see them see their dad on stage. Okay. All right. I'm going to get to that. I just want to ask you, there's one, one thing I wanted to ask you before we get onto all, all sort of career stuff and that kind of thing. Do you think... Because I remember when you got, um, you were told that you had diabetes, right? Yeah. And you changed your lifestyle quite dramatically in terms of, I don't think you were working out really before then. Huh. You started running every day and then you started having those green smoothies. And then fast forward a few years, you then went uh, vegan. Yeah. I know it's probably difficult to say in hindsight, but do you think those, you know, incorporating those, those that into your lifestyle, do you think that maybe helped you in terms of battling corona? Is the first question. And secondly, what impact do you think it's had on your overall well-being and your approach to creativity? I think that um, the answer to the first bit is yes. I think that uh, I don't know for sure. Let's, let's, the first, you know, little, you know, inverted commas is the truth is I will never know. But so many people have said to me, do you think that the fact that, you, you know, you work out, you're doing your vegan thing, you blah, 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 meant that who knows, maybe your body could actually deal with it more? Well, all I can go is that 
when I look maybe back to pictures of me then, you know, slightly puffy around the face mm. and, and, and the, just the midriff, just, you know, slightly tighter shirts and all that. I don't know. I just think that, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realise at the time because I did, I lo- you know, me, I loved the steak. I loved, you know, whatever, pork, blah, this, whatever, I ate it all. You know what I mean? I was, I was a naughty dread when it came to pork, you know, back in the- <laughs> I know lots of the rascals, man, you have to look at, I was on the back of the bus, man, hiding that bacon sardine. <laughs> but, you know, this is the situation. I, you know, and then I, I, um, when I stopped, I mean, at first, it really, again, it's my, my daughter there, classically pushing dad into this new space by confrontation, which is what she does. She'll stand toe to toe with me like that, you know, straight, and she'll be like, just try it. Go on, dad, try it. Why not? Go on, try it, try it. And I'm like, oh, I was livid. Remember, I screamed at him. I was like, leave me alone. All that business. And, they were like, just try it. So I was like, all right. I tried it, tried the vegetarian first. Um, you know, and I did that for two weeks. And then she said, go on, try it. If you done vegan, first, no, pescatarian first. I did that. And she was like, no, you done pescatarian. She said, try vegetarian. Because I didn't know what her end game was. She did, of course. Right, yeah. Uh, Smart. Like, yeah, very good. Because she knew if she went straight to me, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So she was like, pesca, fine, fine. She was like, okay. And then she let me had a little breather in between, so I had a bit of meat and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, cool. Now try vegetarian. I tried the vegetarian. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Then she was like, okay, now you're on the vegetarian. Just slide into veganism. And I was like, what? She slide. I was like, oh, God, no, what are you talking about? She was yeah. like, no, no, just try it, try it. So um, she was lucky that by the time I tried the vegetarian bit, actually, I was... I, You're already used to it, aren't you? Yeah, within two weeks of being vegetarian, I was thinking, yo, yeah. you know what? My body feels different. You felt so, lighter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Clearer, the thinking was clearer, a lot sharper, memory recall quicker. Also. Really? Yeah, so I was remember thinking, this is a bit mad. And then, well, no, when I went to veganism, that's when the memory, memory recall got better. Even though wow. I got terrible memory, that's a weird thing I could feel. However bad it was, it was better when, and then. You could remember that, even though your memory was shit before, you could remember. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. so then, I, then I started the running. When I started the running now, the running, the running, you know, is getting everything. The, 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 the sort of the mind, the blah, the blah. Or oh, the endorphin then, release. Everything. Everything, so you, yeah. You, you feel great after the act, you know. You start, and again, you know, on the, so you've got the, on the health side, I've got the daughter. So yeah. on the food side, I got the daughter, but on the other side now, the son has started with all of the, you know, he does all the exercise stuff. So he's like, come on, dad, come on, go. you know, and there's all of yeah. that. So I get it. I'm getting it from both sides. So it's, there's a lot of support there for me to do what I do anyway. But um, yeah, so all of that has, has, has helped. But whether it helped Corona. You don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Know. All, I do know. I do know that where I was if I'd carried on all those years ago if I'd carried on I don't know how what place I'd have been in I don't because because my my waist would have been a lot you know I've dropped you know a good 
You look younger now than you did then. And well, that's the crazy. And that's that's over ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's the crazy. Aspect. That's crazy, isn't it? Thing. That's I mean, twelve years ago. Twelve years yeah. ago. I know, and there's a lot of people say that to me. They're like, "Come on, you're like, what are you, Benjamin Button?" I know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is it, you know. Now I, I don't, I don't eat no steak. I don't eat no kidneys. I don't eat none, none of that. I just, I just, that's for other people, and it's fine because that's what you like. That's what you like. But you know, how do I feel? I feel, I feel all right. I feel great. Yeah. That's great. So I I will never forget the moment where where you and I met for the first time. I don't know if you remember, but I came into uh, ATC, which was a management yeah. music management company, yeah. and you 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 were a partner there. Yeah. And uh, I'd come in via Joey because uh, there was a, a, a job going to to look after this US R and B band, the Score, and I what? met you and uh, Joey Swarbrick. Swarbrick, big up, and you were wearing a purple suit. Like, yeah, baby. Head to turn, I was like, wow, this guy, look at this guy, man. Look at this guy. And you bear in mind, right, I'd come from, I'd worked like in property for like three and a half years. I'd been doing radio, was anything in between, but still, like I hadn't properly immersed myself in the creative industries at all. And I was just like, wow, who is this guy? And we sat down and, and you were just quizzing me on my music taste. And uh, yeah. I was telling you, I was trying to give like as cool answers as I could, you know, <laughs> like left field. And then, and then you just said, stop me. You go, no, 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 I want the cheats. I want the cheats. What? Yeah, no, no, oh, your guilty pleasures. That was it. And then I said, and then I mean to go, uh, I went to a Lionel Richie concert last, <laughs> last week. You go, you got the job. Listen, the cool shit, man. Fucking everybody in the music business is on the court. It's great. You listen, yeah. you know, I was listening to Masego this morning. Then, you know, people out there, they might not know who Masego is. Some people do, some people don't, whatever. But I was like, this is it. Because you know what it's like. My grand always used to say, she used to say, if you want to really get to know somebody, she said one of the one of the the easiest shots you can play is playing at a game of cards. And I was like, I said, why, Graham? Why? She used to say, you know why? She said, because you can see a person, you can see their character in a game of cards like that. And I'd be like, interesting. What? And you know, you're she's because she's right. I was like, you know, when you're playing cards, when I'm playing cards again, you know, you see someone and and they they like cheat like half the time. You're like. Mm. <laughs> you see somebody else and they're like very, very upright. And then you see somebody else and they get angry and they start to lose. You're like, oh, it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, good like, point. She would, she would say that. But I, yeah. I, I, I kind of think the same with guilty pleasures in music. Do you know what I mean? It's like guilty pleasures in music is, I think you can really, you know, you can see quite a lot about a person when they just go, yeah, actually. Spice Girls. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Because you know. listen, when they did the reunion gig, I was there. Yeah. yeah. Well, now they're considered ironically cool. Like everything from 90s is cool now, isn't it? So I'm, I went, I was, I went and I got yeah. fully entertained. Yeah. Fully. Right. I was up there screaming with uh, me and my daughter with the woo. We were up in it. Yeah. Well, they were massive for a reason. I think the the thing that I've always like admired about you is you just one you you embody a creative person, but you what you managed to do is what was really interesting. You know, we spoke just um, before we started this is that 
I saw your TED talk that you did for yeah. the first time and your TED talk was all about following your intuition. Yeah. And that seems like that's something you've done throughout your career. But what you've done, which I think is great, is that you managed to shift from being, let's say, an artist, you know, yeah. indie influence and you're a producer and you support the likes of Michael Jackson and Prince and producing records for Jay-Z. And then you became an artist manager. And then you've gone on to do so many things since then have have you always is it is it literally just been a case of of using your intuition just to move from area to area or have you do you plan things have you always had like an end goal and a vision of like right i want to do this then i want to do this and then i want to do this i think that a lot of what i did so a lot of my a lot of my intuitive stuff is about pulling a small voice right and it's a voice that sometimes it'll just bounce around, you know? And it's one that, you know what? It, it'll come and then it'll go. I really pay attention to those. So it'll be like a, a passing thought or a this or a, a literally, I'll really pay attention to those. I might even write it down, you know, and be like, okay, right. Why, why are you thinking, right? So I write it down. And that almost helps me form whatever the path is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I, I, I think the now I, I'm a lot more okay. I want to do this now, and I'll do it for X amount of time, and then I'll see where I am. Then I'm a lot more like that about it. Right. I mean, it's difficult because if you've lived what you consider to be an intuitive life, your life forms the path as in your intuitive life or informs should i say informs the path mm. so, so that's the thing it's like yeah well that naturally leads on from here to there and naturally leads on from here to there occasionally what will happen is i'll take a right turn and then go oh no that's a cul-de-sac i'm not going up there and i'll come back and then i'll go back on the path but yeah so i just it's pursuit of happiness and pursuit of things that you you enjoy. But luckily, I've turned that into business. You managed to, you managed to monetize that. So it's never been uh, financially driven for you. It's never been money driven. That's never been the goal for you. I just think the truth is, is whenever I do think like that, it's rubbish. Yeah. So whenever I've tried to think, and I'm not saying I haven't. I have. I've, tried, you know, I've done that. Well, you know, ooh, yeah, that's... It's doing well, isn't it? Like whenever I do, ooh, I must follow that. Oh, ooh, yeah, grab that because that is going to equal that. It just never works. <laughs> it works. Never, 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 never with me. Whereas when I'm like, listen, here it is. There's this artist. Okay. And I know none of you like it right now, but just give me a year. And then I start. <laughs> <laughs> And I go, there it is. And then people go, damn. And I go, yeah. That's self-belief, isn't it? That's self-belief in you and self-belief in, in the artist that you're managing. You, you, have you always had that self-belief from a young age? Um, yeah, I'm fortunate. My mother was always, she was all, I can still hear her now. She's like, she literally used to say, I would be like, oh, but I don't know if I could. And she'd go, Quam, she'd say, you can do anything your mind hmm. and she would literally she'd look deep in my eyes and i'd just go 
And when she said it, I'd just be like, I can do anything. I can do it. I can do it. I can, whoa. <laughs> you know, so, which is, is good, but can be dangerous sometimes because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you, you, you go into that, you know, sort of, you take this right turn thing, yeah, I can do it. And it's like, oh, no, 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 you can't. Let's get, you come back and then you, you know, go on the path that you're supposed to go on. But you, you clearly use that because you like you're massively a self-starter. Even thinking about you know the ultimate seminar which you started and how many how many the ultimate seminar. Do you want to briefly break down what that was? I mean, it was an event for young people to inform them about the music industry and creative craving industries, right? Well, okay. So first thing first, the ultimate seminar is myself. It's Andrea, your, and it's Nikki Charles. So they, they, there's three of us. So that the main, okay. you know, yeah. engine and for that. The the what you're talking about, I guess, is the pre to the ultimate seminar, which is the urban music seminar. So the That's urban right, music yeah. seminar, the urban music seminar. Yeah, that was me falling out of bed at four a.m. in the morning, thinking, you know what, this is a bit mad. I, you know, I'm going to clubs, and the clubs that I go to play. Um, both British and US black music, but yet I don't see it. I don't see it in the chart. I don't see it. I especially don't see it on radio. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't hear it in the boardrooms. Like what's going on? So I was kind of like, well, and this is 1997. I was kind of like, do you know what? We're just going to start. <laughs> we, you know, I called Andrew up and just said, look, Andrew, we were chatting. I said, Andrew, look, I just I want to start this thing. And it's going to be a seminar. It's going to be talking about. It's going to be aimed at the business end of the music industry. And when she was kind of like, in a way, why? Why do you want? And I was like, because if we don't talk about what we do and what, what, how important this music is, and we won't be able to, we just won't be able to foster the next gen of music business entrepreneurs. I said it's got to be so that the person that sat, you know, in the audience looks on the stage and goes, that person looks like me and sounds like me, you know, and, and, and thinks even like me, but they're in that position because of some of the, the, the path decisions that they took. So, okay, let me find out about their path. And that was the thing. So the whole thing is, it's supposed to be so that, you know what, if you read a book on the music industry, you come to the seminar and you hear the glue in between the lines, yeah? right. the real life bits in between the lines. Do you know what I mean? And that's what you do. So we did started it. First one, you know, I said to her, she was like, how long, how long do you think, how long, when do you think? I said, the first one's got to be in three weeks. And she was like, what? No. And I was like, yeah, come, let's go. I said, otherwise it won't happen. Let's do it. So we did the first one and we advertised it a bit. Adver- you know, took some, luckily, the influence of my band were just like, um, you, I know you've had another idea. And they were great at this. They were like, yeah, no, we're back. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we took some adverts out. And basically 500 people turned up to him as a club. This is the only way we could get it. This club is in the West End. And this, to this day, it's why our seminars are held in the day, right? Is because we worked out if you, the club, the downtime in club, where then nothing's going on is in the day. So we were like, okay, I'll tell you what, what we'll do is, is we'll have the seminar and we'll have it in the day from early, yeah? And then we'll sling the, the, we'll say to them, keep your bar money. We'll sling you maybe a hundred, couple of hundred quid. And they're like, yeah, fine, no worries. And so they're like, we only need one bouncer. No worries, that's it. The bouncer can do the bar at the same time. They're like, smart. 
Yeah. Smart. So, so that's what, so we did it and we did it at this club. That was the first one, 500 people. Next one, 2,000 showed up. Next one, 4,000 people. And it just went. You got to a point where it's 15,000 people, right? Mental. Where, that, what venue was that at? Royal Festival Hall. Right. Mad. It's just like, what, what I think is amazing is, is just like an example of so many things you seem to have done in your career where you just literally, you have an idea. But so many people, so many creative people have ideas and they just think about it or they procrastinate over it or, or what, I, I, what tends to come up in a lot of people, that I, with a lot of people I speak to on this podcast is this idea of, of perfection trying to make, trying to get something perfect. What was amazing, you gave yourself a deadline, three weeks, bam, you just put it out there. And then you just, you took massive action and then it's amazing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you're going to, you you know, I remember we got to the venue and we were like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing this, we're doing this. And then someone was like, I don't know, where are they going to sit? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Literally, we, we were like, hold on, there's a table over there, there's a table over there. I hadn't even thought about that. It's like, literally, we've got these two tables, got a third table. Lucky it was three tables there. And then someone found like a cloth. There was like a white cloth and it was clean. And someone found it. <laughs> we put it over. So there was a white cloth on the table. Then we were like, microphones. We're in a club. Got the, can we grab the microphones? Yeah, fine. And that was it. We sat literally. And Andrea called up her people. Somebody else called up them. We knew Damage, uh, the R&B band at the time, British. We could get a romance watching. Yeah, and big the, Yeah, and we were just like, okay, cool, great. Gave them the mics. I sat there and basically we just host the panel. That's it. Um, and then, and then it gets it was, to, it, it got to a point where you then had the likes of Kanye West on, right? Yeah, man. Damon, yeah. Damon Dash. Kanye West came. He came yeah. and, and, and did the press launch for us. Like it wasn't not even the event. He was just like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm talking on the press launch and blah. And those pictures are still online. It's mad. Yes. What's also amazing is that you also you were before your time. You think about like this was 1997, and we're at a point now where sort of like the urban scene is dominating the charts. But it's taken this long to get to that point, and you were doing this back then. I think that's also another thing which I think like you've had throughout your career um, is that you've been you've been ahead of your time in certain instances. Yeah. What's it like when you? When you when you're convinced that you've got an idea or a product yeah. or an artist yeah. that you know is yeah. there and should be there, but you're ahead of your time, basically. You know what I'm thinking of. Do you know who I'm thinking yeah. of while I'm saying this? I'm thinking yeah. of Master Shorty. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, right. totally. yeah. So just for I'm just going to briefly explain. Master Shorty is a rapper that Kwame managed, and he was kind of he came just before. Uh, tiny Temper, and he sort yeah. of was kind of left field alternative rapper, and it was DIY independent, and yeah. it was close to popping. It was it got on the Radio One playlist, and for various factors, it didn't quite happen. But he was a prime example of, I think, of an artist and of a project that you were working on that was before its time. Yeah. How does that feel when you put all this energy and time and effort into a project, and then it doesn't quite it doesn't quite get over the finishing line? Because the, you know what it, it's like um, if you are if you're playing if you're playing football, okay, you have to take it that there's practice time, yeah. And in the practice time, if you're aiming for the top right, occasionally what will happen is sometimes you're going to hit the bar and it's going to not go in. And 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 you have to just accept that as being. But that doesn't mean to say you don't stop training. Doesn't mean to say you don't stop training. So what I'm saying is, you know what? You've got the wall in front of you, football terms, right? 
you aim in for there and you miss. But other times, you've got a wall in front of you, you do it and it dips in. And that's the goal. So you sit there, you, you have to take it that with what you do, especially creating for it, sometimes you're going to be ahead. You're going to be ahead, right? And you just have to understand. And also you have to understand that when you're ahead and you miss, you miss, you dust yourself off and you come again. And that's the situation. Love that. I can't, because I, I did, I, I, you know, did all of that stuff, did just master short, and, and these are still, I, you know, I'm, I was on the phone to him like two days ago. He's like, still we're chatting and blah, and he's still like, he himself was ahead. He was just like, whoa, you know, very day glow character, very, but he had the whole pop rap thing, but he just wasn't quite in the net, just wasn't. He was just outside, and that's not a goal. That doesn't, that's, you haven't won the final. You ain't why you have not picked up the Jules Ramey trophy or whichever, you know, the World Cup trophy. You haven't picked up. If you want to pick up, you've got to go in. And that's the thing. It's one of the things that the shorty thing taught me is, you know what? Sometimes being ahead of time is great, but being on time is the thing. So I just, all I, all I did with the next one was just shape the bend just a bit better and it went in. And the next one was rumour. Rumour, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Shape and and it, and it went in and that's the situation and it, and it was a place that was just different. There was just different things in place. That's and what was it was so left field about Rumor is her producer Steve yeah. Steve Brown, Steve Brown. A, a guy at the time in his late in, I think late fifties maybe early sixties yeah. yeah. who who made the, all the music for Harry, who, who who are the comedians that he's made music for? There's a lot. Uh, Harry Hill. Harry Hill, yeah. Um, and he was on. He was on. Um, um, he's he, Glenn Ponder. He's yeah, Glenn he's Glenn Ponder. He's Glenn Ponder. Yeah, Glenn Ponder. Yeah, totally. Yeah, on Alan Partridge. Yeah, Steve. Steve. Look, as they say, you don't get nowhere by being the smartest person in the room. And I'm fine to not be the smartest person because I will learn, learn from the smartest person in the room. And Steve is a wizard. Simply put, he is a wizard. You know. Um, and those that have, have worked with him and lucky bit artists have been lucky enough to work with him. No, the, the guy, he hears what's in your head and he, he can, he, he's, he's almost like, he's like MSG. You know what I mean? He just adds woo, to you know, <laughs> musical MSG, you know, that's, that's him, you know, but he just does it. He just does it. And he's a great, great, um, great producer, you know, um, she had she um, the most um, ridiculously amazing. Oh, phenomenal! Phenomenal! Amazing singer, great producer. My part in that was getting a deal, definitely getting it both a publishing and a record deal, which I've I've very rarely done this like since, which is got them both signed on the same day, and uh, she signed two deals, which basically it's near enough the equivalent of buying a house, like. And that was it. So we did that. And then she, she, uh, she, you know, we started, she started recording and everything and, um, you know, a million albums sold and whatever else. So yeah, that was, that was, that was rumor. But again, she was someone, she'd been looking for a deal before, I know before me, she'd been looking for a deal for 10 years. And that was the well, this is the thing. She was, well, by the time this happened, she was what? She was in her thirties, wasn't she? Which in the music industry is considered a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, but my, my thing was, and I, she, I, I'd been asked this a lot. People said to me, they were like, why, Kwame, should I take a risk on somebody 
that has been, you know, I remember them saying, knocking around for 10 years. And I said, because I said, and this is what I said to them, I said, you've always seen it like this. I said, but in truth, I said, it's actually that. And they were like, what? <laughs> and I said, look, you've just looked at it wrong. I said, the problem is, and this is the truth, she had come to them at a time where, you know what, she maybe had two songs right and another two songs that weren't quite right. And right, yeah, she wasn't the finished product. Yeah, two songs that were here and then another to whatever. Yeah. Maybe she hadn't quite met Steve Brown yet. Maybe she hadn't this. Maybe there was all sorts of things, you know, maybe that whatever. But she had come, the point that she had come to them at wasn't quite right. But I knew that I had come and I had come, as I say, listen, sometimes starting, sometimes I can take an act from literally the start. If I go football analogy again, I go from defense all the way through attack and score. Other times, other times, actually, I'm just in that last, I'm Lineker, in the last, that bit of the box, if you give me the ball, I'll dead it off into the, into the net. I, that's the situation. So, you know, with her, it was more a case of she was two thirds up the pitch, but the last bit, that last bit of finding, that last little bit of treasure hunt, what had to be in a like focused straight line. And that was my job with her. Right. I guess comparing it to the likes of comedy, it's the equivalent of finding your voice. You got, yeah. to, you know, you can be on stage and you can be trying material, etc. And or same as a filmmaker, whatever, whatever creative, you know, it might be, whatever creative um, field it might be, you're practicing and practicing and practicing until you find your, to put it in corporate terms, USP. You know, yeah. like, this is what makes you you, and that that's the whole journey, isn't it, to get to that point. Um, yeah. All these artists that you've worked with, and you've worked with different types of creatives. You work with yeah. singers, you work with actors, you work with all sorts. So, what what would you say are the sort of um, uh, running traits of the creatives? The, the, if you've got sort of two, you've got the ones that go all the way, and the ones that are there thereabouts, but don't quite make it for whatever reasons. What is the difference between those two artists? I think a major, a major thing, right, is um. You do, you've got to be almost, you've got to, you've got to be reckless with fear. So when I say that, I don't mean it reckless with fear as in it be inside you and it be reckless. I mean, you've literally, you've got to see fear and recognize it. You know, it's interesting. There's, there's this, there's this book I'm reading at the moment. And it's, it's talking about actual, this whole the thing of like, listen, dude, right? Fear. What's the <laughs> book? Elizabeth Gilbert, and it's called Big Magic. Someone else told me about this the other day. That. Yeah, someone sent that to me. Okay, it's down. Okay, Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic, and she talks about it. There's a bit in the book where she's, she's saying, listen. <laughs> she's fear. the, sorry, she's the author of um, Eat, Pray, Love. There you go. So yeah. fear can be, the, goes, you're taking this journey, Right? The journey is the creative journey, creative experience. Then fear right, is, is, you know, you can understand that it will have a seat in the car. Fine. Mm-hmm. Understand that it's there. Okay? So understand that it has a seat in the car. But 
You say to Fia, listen, you can have a seat in the car, but at no time can you touch the radio. At no time can anything that you say help dictate the path of where we're going. And under no circumstances can you drive the car. That's great. Hello, sorry to interrupt in the middle of this insightful conversation, which I'm enjoying, I'm sure, just as much as you are. But I need to give you guys a little reminder. Uh, If you like this conversation, this episode, if you like balancing acts in general, then please do subscribe to us, rate and review us because it makes the world of difference. And the more reviews we get, the more rates we get, the more people can discover the podcast and we can make it go viral, whatever that means. Okay, back to the chat. So it's like this whole thing, fear, fear will play recklessness with you. Like it will just come in and whatever, but you have to almost be reckless with it. Like, you know, it's the back of the car. Like yeah. you've got to be like that about it because, mm. because it'll come and just wreck your stuff. We just do that, you know, it's, 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 not, it's terrible. So, you know, it will, you know, stay in the brain and blind. And then before you know it, you'll be thinking about other things, you know, you'll, and then before you know it, that bit of inspiration, that, that creeper will just not happen. What if, what if, what if? And before you know it, if it's taken over and if it's sat in the car, driving the car with you in the passenger seat going, well, <laughs> you know, but you, you can't, you can't so get in. So is that I what you say? That's one of the major things. I okay. One of the major things. I mean, I think you have to have good people around you. Very fortunate with the seminar. Obviously, I've, you know, I've got, as I say, Nick, I've got Nikki Charles. I've got Andrea Law. Um, and it's tough. I'm not going to say it's not tough. You know, there'll be times where I'll be seeing saying one thing. You know, they'll be saying another. And we sit there and we'll argue it out. You know, but you, you, you have to take it. And, you know, but the fact is, you have a squad, you have a team, and the team's been, you know, this is 1997, you know, it's 22 years. Yeah, wow, wow. So, so you've got that, and then you, at the same time, you've got um, people around you. I think you, you cannot be afraid, you can't be afraid of smart people as well. And also, the other thing is, you've got to know that you can't do it all by yourself. You're not an island, do you know what I mean? You don't know everything. There are people that are going to be, have way more experience, have way this, way that, or you know what? It's that thing of you might be somewhere near the center of the tornado with some people, uh, but there's other there's other satellites people that are like a better integral to your thing moving forward. Yeah, little different vibes masters and vibes mistresses and vibes people that are like integral and you've got to make sure that you recognize all of those and take them on the journey with you. Very, very important as well. That's a great point. Another question I wanted to ask you, I've over the years struggled with, so one part of my brain will be creative and the the other part might be say entrepreneurial driven. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm a lot better with it now, but like the past, well, you can't be both. It's got to be one or the other and the two clashing together. You are a prime example of someone who is a entrepreneurial driven creative. Um, Have you always been... Has that always been, have you always been at ease with having those, both those sides? Or did it come to a point where you just sort of like, oh, I'm, I've got to merge these together? No, I just, I just think it's the way your brain is wired, right? 
I remember getting, as you know, when we first were at ATC, we got given PCs, yeah? And I remember being on the PC and thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I got a Mac. When I got a Mac, I was like, yo, I can, I can get around this, woo, right? So that's what I'm saying, it's the way your brain is wired. My, my brain is not wired in one way. And there's a, there's a whole, let's face it, the education system as it is, is not wired in the way my brain goes. Yeah. No, it just yeah. isn't. Mm, same. Sit down, ingest, take loads of facts in, blah, blah, blah. That's not, my brain just doesn't, doesn't do that. But somewhere along the line, I just carved out areas in which my brain can work. And what I'll say is, I remember having plenty of business discussions in the 90s and early 2000s with people that were like, come you know, the thing about you is, you've always got your fingers in loads of little pies, you know? You'd be a lot better if you just focus on one, right? And I'd go, sorry, mate. And that's not how my brain works. Do you know what I mean? It just doesn't doesn't work like that. And then, yeah, yeah, I know, but you know what? You really would be a lot better if, and I'd, so I'd have those conversations and walk away and think, no, I, I couldn't even think like that if I tried. Yeah. Okay? But then we fast forward 15, 20 years, and those same people are like, Kwame, I'm interested in employing you to do this job. Can you uh, consult him on this job? And I go, really, why? And they say, because you have your fingers in a lot of things. <laughs> and this is the thing. It's like, so all you can, you be you, you do you well, you, you just get better at doing you. And sooner or later, it does take, it takes a minute for people to work it out. It's not a, a road that is not fraught with dangerous, slippery slides and whatever. There are crocodiles, lizards, like, Anacondas, you've, you've got to watch out for it all. But if you can stay on your path, you know what? You, you, might, you, just, you might make it to the temple, you know? And that's the situation. So for me, I know, you know, yeah, it, it's, taken, it's taken a lot longer. But I, I, now I kind of know that I, I, I did good almost just through... You know what? It's actually in the small things. People will walk up to me and they'll be in the street and they'll be like, you, you man. And I'll be like, what? They go, you know what? I was, I was on a not so good path. I came down to your, your, your thing, that thing that you guys do. And I'll go, what, the seminar? They go, yeah, yeah. They go, yeah, I'm doing this now. And uh, I met some people like your blah, blah, blah. Whatever. And you go, nice one. And they go, no, no, no. Thank you, man. Thank you. And then walk off, gone. You get little things like that, or sometimes it'll just be a comment at the bottom of a thing where somebody's like, listen, you know what? Blah, blah, blah. I was at such and such a this, that, whatever. And you're like, yeah. Or it'll be a, like, sometimes it'll be a bit like an MD of a, of a label or can walk up to you and just be like, yeah, I, 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 I you know, you, you, and act. <laughs> an act. Oh, no, you're giving this. You know what I mean? An act that you that you that you signed to someone else that you took to them, and the act has blown up, and they've come and they're like, mm. because, you know, 
And I go, we just had a bad meeting the day that I met up with you. We just had a bad meeting. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Your game was, your game face was not. So that's just how it is. You know, and they go, yeah. They go, yeah, but you should have. And I go, dude, I put it in front of you. I put it in front of you. But you just didn't see it at the time. But that's all right. We've all, everybody's been there. Mm. Can't, can't, you can't get everything. You know, that's the vibe. Just don't beat yourself up. Dust down, move on. So you, you've done all these, you do all these things. And there's things that we haven't covered. But I'm going to, in the introduction, which I record separately, I'll, I'll mention these things. But, you know, you're an, you're an A&R consultant and um, yeah. you, yeah. you co-chair the um, MMF. Which is wonderful. Forum. Yeah. You've, you've all these things that you've juggled and then on top of that you know you fostered kids you've yeah. got two of your own kids how you how do you manage your time how have you always managed to manage your time i'm very vocal listen i've got my missus is amazing it's number one she's she, you know you know maura she's she's just like sort of the earth right so you got yeah. maura then you've again again the kids themselves are, are very you know they're very accommodating with, you know, dad's whiz, whiz exploits. You know, if I'm, you know, they're like, they're very much like, yeah, why not? Let's do that. Or, or really good. Well done, dad. You know, so there's a lot of that. It's not kind of, you know, it's a lot of that. And it's, it's been uh, difficult because you know what? Sometimes they'd be on a half term and dad wouldn't be, he'd be, you know, doing in Germany, doing blah and whatever. So they're definitely tough. You know, they did, they did all right. They did good, you know? And, um, do you have like an, uh, do you have, have, have you had like a morning routine? Do you get up early in the mornings? I, I, I am. I'm up early. You know, what time do you get up? I mean, I'll, I'll be lucky if I, I'm, I'm sort of 7 a.m. Yeah, okay. Sometimes 6, sometimes yeah. When I'm 8 o'clock for me is like a lion. Yeah. So, yeah. And it'll, you know, try and get either a run-in or some yoga or something, you know. Go, okay. Do you meditate? Because I know you went through, you did that for a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, no, no I've never, I've, yoga I've always done, but I know the whole meditation thing is, 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 is probably next on my list, you know. So I'll yeah. get into that, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Become, yeah. Even, become even a bigger hippie. What books? Okay. Uh, we, we talked, we briefly talked about books. Are there any books particularly that stand out to you that have changed your life or had a massive impact on you over the years? Um, I think there was a book, I think it was called The Atlantic Years, but all the story of Atlantic Records it was huge for me. Yeah. Absolutely massive for me. So, yeah, that. I think, um, what's his name? Paolo Coelho or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I know you mean. Yeah. I think I think his kind of books as well. I'm, in fact, I think I'm going to go back and read some of those. I've only just, read one of them, the, the the really big one. Yeah, I just remember thinking at the end of it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think that I do, I love some of the um, some of the books that are sort of out at the moment, just on, I guess. Black Thinking, Natives by Akala. It's amazing. Yeah, that's the one. Great book. And then um, Afua Hirsch, British, another great, great book. Great okay. book. Um, and then I would say as well, 
Malcolm Gladwell, I like him a lot. Mm. You know, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, definitely. Is that the 10,000 um, hours one? Yeah, Tipping yeah. Point. Tipping well, Point. Oh, that's, that's 10,000 hours, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rakeem's book, Sweat the Technique, I love it. Nice. Amazing. I think it's okay. really good. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch. Oh, okay. This thing's come along. All of you got to stay in. If you owned a restaurant before and you were doing well, I mean, I was talking to a guy who owns a, a kebab shop down the road. He's got one kebab shop here. He's got a restaurant in Cambridge and another kebab shop somewhere else. And he goes to me, quietly, he said, I'm losing two and a half grand a month. Easy. Just on those, this one property. I was like, really? He said, yeah. Because no matter what, with government subsidies, blah, he goes, he goes you, can't, you can't repair it. He said, you know. And he's like, look, you know, the, the, he goes, simply, if it just carries on for longer, my, my business is going down. And that's, that's really, really important. So, you know, so, hmm. It's okay. a lot. That's yeah. quite the reading list there. I will, um, I'm going to have to. Oh, oh and also, Herbie Hancock's autobiography. Ooh, okay. Killer. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. It's oh, weird, there's another one, one more, Howling at the... Howling at, Howling the, at the Moon, Walter Yetnikoff. That is such a good book. Did you read... Uh, that book is just insane. Did you read uh, David Geffen, The Operator? Yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was I, that was one I actually read. I didn't even have it on, you know, whatever. Yeah, Walter Yetnikoff, that book is crazy. Talking about music industry in the heyday in the 1980s and 90s and just fucking high on coke signing jackson and prince and god knows what yeah it's awesome um all right Quan, i know you've got to go so i'm going to ask you um final question i ask all the guests on the podcast what does the idea of balance mean to you or not what does balance mean just you know what just that thing of to me balance comes a lot of the time with me when i'll be thinking this and somebody either my missus or kids or whatever go, no, 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 not that, this, and that. Inside me, I've been raging. Because I'll be like, no, Richard! And then I'm, I literally have to go, okay. And I listen, and what happens is I go from that to that. You know, because the fact they were right. Yeah. And it's a very, very difficult thing, you know. I think the older that you get, you've really got to watch this, you know, because the old ideal of like, oh, because you are uh, somehow you've lived on the earth for longer than you know everything. It's like, man, everything. Computers, phones, just turned it all on its head. You know, there's a lot that you don't know. You know, teach, you know. So learn from every source. So that is all I will impart about balance. I hope that in some way I've answered that question. Yeah, very much so. That's great, man. Um, where can people find out more about you and what you do? Um, if you seriously, my Insta generally okay. is so, it's so up to date. Okay. You know, I'll put that in the do. show notes. Yeah, Insta is, is really my thing. So yeah, cool. So, All right, Kwam. Look, great speaking to you as always, man. The white A, Steve, man been good chatting mate it's been a while yeah we can't this, this, that's another thing that corona should have taught us it's like you can't do that man 
you have to check in. Yeah. I've always, you, I've always got on with you. Yeah. And there's another thing Corona's taught us, as terrible as it is, which it is terrible, is it's taught us Zoom. You know, we could have, the time. You could just been catching up over Zoom, yeah. Catch up. Blah, 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 blah. Cool, done. Yeah. Great. All right, Kwame, look, really pleased to see you healthy. Huh. And, uh... You take nothing for granted. Listen, thanks. I'm here. That's the vibe. And uh, yeah, always inspiring speaking to you. I will speak to you soon, ma'am. And that was Kwame Kwatan. A great conversation. Hope you guys got something out of that. And um, feels it feels. I said this last time, but it's like things are properly getting back to normal now, aren't they? Not not like properly, properly, but kind of properly. How many times can I say properly in a sentence? I mean, I'm properly overusing the word properly, aren't I? And uh, yeah, are you? How how are you? How are you? How looking back at this time, do you feel like yeah, I used. I made the most out of this. I, I learned something new about myself or I've, I've taken up a new hobby or are you thinking, wow, that was really shit. I don't think there's any wrong or right answer, really. It's just part of your human existence, isn't it? That's what, that's what it was for you. That was, that was your experience. So just take ownership of that, yeah? Don't, don't feel, oh, shit. I mean, maybe do a little bit. Like if you've literally just <laughs> sat down and you literally just watch TV the whole time, that's probably maybe a bit of a waste of time. But you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever works for you, whatever works for you. Um, and talking about whatever works for you, Dominic Cummings, eh? This isn't a political podcast, obviously, but um, it's quite frightening, isn't it? Really, have sort of one rule applies to applies to those in power and another for everybody else. They've got a refund. They've got to refund anybody that has been given a fine for flouting those travel laws that were, that were put in place. But they're not going to, are they? Because they can do whatever they want. And the frightening thing is, is that Boris Johnson doesn't care because he knows he's got a massive majority. So he actually, he doesn't even really care about public opinion. That's the crazy thing about it. It's mad. It really is. Like it's mental. It's bizarre what's going on. Uh, anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to go off on a rant. I kind of just did, didn't I? But I will leave it there and say to you all, thank you once again for listening. And I hope you I hope you enjoyed that episode. And as I always say, if you did, please do rate and review us. It's uh, it goes a long way. So yes, hope you are keeping well and uh, have a good one. Balancing Acts is now made in association with The Comedy Crowd, who are a website and community that support independent comedy creators such as myself. I have a Comedy Crowd short, which is a, a two-minute video one of my characters on their website. They showcase the best new videos on Comedy Crowd TV, which is comedycrowdtv.com, and across media platforms, so do go and check them out. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.